Happy Friday, all you uh, sports fans, and welcome to the D&D show featuring I'm Daniel and... I'm David. Uh, what a jam-packed day we had yesterday and Wednesday. Um, we talked to you all on Wednesday about all the wild cards going on. We uh, briefly touched on Thursday Night Football. And what an interesting game that actually turned out to be. I was absolutely surprised at what actually, what happened. Um, Brett Ripon makes his first career start, went 19 for 31, 242 yards, two touchdowns, but did have three costly picks. Um, yeah, no, he actually, I mean, he came out firing, firing the rock. Uh, I was kind of surprised um, that first drive that, that I watched him. He kind of led his team down the field. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely say – the big takeaway from the game is I, I'm not sure if Sam Darnold is the guy for the Jets. I just – it just didn't seem like anything was really going his way. He had that 57-yard uh, run, though. I mean, he looked pretty good on that. I will say that. <sighs> yes, he, he did have the, the one run, but I also watched him get sacked by a blade of grass. Um, <laughs> that, was pre- that was very uh, interesting to watch. Uh, but, I mean – there were a couple bright spots in the game. Uh, that Jerry Judy touchdown catch was gorgeous. I would rival the OBJ uh, catch of what three years, three four years now, twenty seventeen maybe. When he robbed the, uh, when he pulled the ball out of uh... the one-handed catch, the infamous one-handed catch. Um, Melvin Gordon had a good stat line: twenty-three uh, rushes for one hundred and seven yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He, he seems to be the mainstay in that Denver offense. I mean, they are very injury-prone currently, and they had another injury Thursday night as well. Noah Font, the uh, tight end, went down with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, it's it's really been an interesting football season altogether, you know, uh, as we'll, uh, we'll touch more on that on Sunday, but it's just uh, the amount of injuries is just – it's incredible. Um it's really unfortunate because, you know, a lot of these young players are, you know, missing out on almost, I mean, they're going to be missing out on at least six, seven weeks. I mean, for that high ankle sprain for Noah Font. Yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. And we're going to, we'll touch more on this on Sunday when we uh, cover all the football games. But I do think the no preseason really impacted a lot of these injuries that no mm-hmm. one really came out to play right away. Everyone was kind of thrown in, thrown into the mix. Exactly, yeah. But I will say that with with the injuries hitting uh, the way they have been, um, I mean, you got people who get an opportunity who never really would. I mean, just look at Patrick. I mean, 113 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I know there's a couple guys who just, you know, heard that he might have a big game, picked him up on fantasy. I mean, he put up 25 fantasy points. So, I mean. I mean, what are the – I'm sure he's probably under 5% on – on five percent of teams or less that's Uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it but well you know with injuries and stuff you know people are shopping around trying to find receivers and you know it's it's crazy crazy you can find some gems in these these rough games you know two oh and three teams playing you know you're just rooting for fantasy at that point right and i mean i didn't expect much out of the game but it started slow i will say that um and then it kind of ramped up, and it was inter- it was actually a good game to watch, believe it or not. I was very surprised by that. Yes. But um, we'll cover more football on Sunday. Uh, but let's go to do the first game of the NBA Finals. Did you, did you uh, get a chance to watch? <sighs> Boy, 
I think Jimmy Butler said it best. I think the Heat have to play flawless basketball in order to even have a chance against this Lakers team. I honestly thought it was going to be a lot closer. I understand the two injuries, and which you'll touch on here in a second, but it's going to be it's going to be a rough one. I I I stand by I I stand by my prediction, you know, of uh, six games, but uh, it's looking like it might be five, maybe even four. And I will say, uh, Lakers went down early. Um, they were down fourteen early in the first, which, yep. you know, if you're a Heat fan, that was that was good. And then the Lakers showed up. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like they were just warming up, and then they dominated. But there is one bright spot to this game. One, the fourth in the fourth quarter, Miami outscored the Lakers thirty-one to twenty-three. So if if there is any bright spot, it's that. If it comes down close to the fourth quarter, they might be able to actually close out better. But we will see how that goes because the Lakers still have two of the best players in the NBA. Exactly, exactly. And I was just going to say that um, I mentioned on, on Wednesday's show that if you, in order to beat the Lakers, you had to stop Anthony Davis or LeBron. And Anthony Davis, I believe, had 34 points, and LeBron had 25. And, you know, 25 for LeBron is kind of a, you know – lighter day but still at the end of the day that's that's over half the team's points or close to uh, it yeah but i also think lebron did more with uh move moving the ball around and playing without the ball exactly. so yes anthony davis had 34 points he also had nine rebounds and five assists with three steals to bat however lebron james only had 25 points 13 rebounds 12 defensive rebounds so he was playing the he was playing the glass really well and he had five assists. Not, you know, you're used to seeing LeBron have nine, 10, 11 assists, but still overall a good stat line for both players in the night. I agree. Agreed. And I, and I mean, even uh, Caldwell Pope had a great stat line for coming out and only playing, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I lied. Um, he went three from 10 for the field, but ended up with 13 points. That's I mean, for 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 uh, KCP, that's that's not terrible for sure. But I mean, if you if you looked at both benches, nobody really came to play. Exactly. That it was it was definitely it wasn't. It's not going to be the prettiest series by any means, um, especially with Drogic and uh, Bam being out for game two. Um, Hero's going to have to step up. He's going to have to have a thirty point game. I really do believe that Hero is going to have to have a, like a 30-point game off the bench. Or, I mean, he might even be start in the starting lineup. I didn't uh, look at the starting lineup for tonight's game. But, um, yeah, he's going to have to have a big night um, for them to even have a chance, I think. I think this is going to be – this will basically be the momentum shift of the series. It's hard to come back, you know, down 0-2. Only, what, three teams have come back down uh, 3-0. In the finals, two of those teams happen to be LeBron's teams, but he's actually never gone up 2-0 in a final series before, so this will be, this game will be very big for both teams. I agree, I agree, and I look forward to watching that later on this after, or later on this evening rather. But uh, let's get to the uh, the sport. I like to say, you know, the season we're in because you know um, a lot of people say it's baseball season right now. Um, wild card. I, I, I'm going to go on record right here. I, I will be the first one to admit this. 
My predictions this uh, this postseason have been quite a bit off. I'm not gonna lie. Might as well. I did, you know, I gave Cleveland a little bit more credit than they probably deserved. But to be fair, they played really well in Game Two. It just happened I, to, I not, to go too long for them. Yeah, I completely agree. It was a uh, man. It was it was a rough one for you know all my predictions. Though I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, I, I said it. Uh, I said in my game one that it was going to be a, a sweep for the Cardinals, and uh, it looked like it was going to be a sweep after game one. I said the pitching of of the Padres was going to catch up with them, but in in fact, it was actually the opposite. Uh, it looked like it looked like the uh, Cardinals pitching kind of gave up in uh, game two. Um, touching on that point, it was. I don't even know what to think about that bullpen yesterday. I mean, going into the game, the Cardinals were 68-1, and went up by four or more runs. Like, that's – and then you blow a four-run lead. Like, you pull Wayno. I think Wayno got pulled a little too early, and then it just went downhill from there. I'm very interested to see how uh, Cabrera turns out this the rest of the season because – that little tantrum he threw on the way out of the game really struck a nerve with me, being a Cardinal fan at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, you never want to see a player who's representing your organization um, necessarily do something like that. But uh, I, I think I still, I still hold true. I do believe that the Cardinals will win tonight. Um, unfortunately, you know, they gave up the, the two uh, – the two home runs to Myers and uh, Tatis Jr. And, you know, I mean, anytime you give up two home runs to two different players, you, you're in for a rough night overall. And doing a little segue into that, they are the first two to have multiple home runs in a game since Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. And so. that, was, that was against the Cubs. It was against the Cubs. I really didn't want to say that because no, it's okay. Uh, no, don't worry. Be. We're 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 gonna get we're gonna get into the Cubs here in a minute. Don't worry. I'll but have, it's I'll have my segment. You know what better company to be in than two two of the greats, in my opinion. It's, it's oh, well, yeah. I mean, just think about it. Uh, you know, Tati's Tati's Jr. He's got know, a lot. Of, he's got a lot of years left, and he he's gonna be fun to watch for the next next ten yeah, fifteen years. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's see. Moving on to the next game. Um, let's see. We got the Reds and the Braves. Reds and Braves. This this series kind of went exactly how I thought it was going to be. Uh, didn't think the Reds were going to have much offense. I didn't think that they would set an MLB record, twenty one <laughs> scoreless innings. But I did think that their their offense just wasn't enough to make them uh, advance, in my opinion. And I mean, the Reds one through four hitters, one for sixteen, eight Ks. I mean, you gotta you gotta produce, especially in these situations. I mean, just think about it. in that first in that first game, if they had like one one two more hits, I mean, they win that game in nine innings. I mean, Trevor Bauer pitched a gem. I don't know if he could have pitched any better than what he did. And I mean, you you gotta score. You gotta be able to score a run. Like you have to back up your pitcher, and yeah. that's that is not the pitcher's fault. No, absolutely you know? not. That that and game Trevor, one. Mm-mm. If I were Trevor Bauer, I would probably I would be absolutely irritated with my team. Um, I remember playing, you know, high school baseball, and if I threw a good game but my offense didn't back me up, 
you know, those bus rides or that locker room after the game, it was yelling, you know, just getting under people's skin because I couldn't have done anything else. Yeah, exactly. And like when you put you put 100% into the, into the game, you know, and you you see somebody not I mean not necessarily not giving effort, but just like just having an off day, it really just kind of messes with the chemistry as well. So, um that being said, you know, we we were talking about it the the other day. It's uh it's looking like our uh, statement of uh, the NL Central being the best in the major leagues is kind of uh, falling apart. It's unraveling with the uh, the the loss of the uh, Brewers and the Reds and the Cubs. One remains. And you know, after tonight, there might not be any. It's, <laughs> yeah. And I still think the Padres are a scary team. And that offense, if you give them too many chances, they will bite you. And they definitely showed that last night. and Exactly. I do want to touch on one thing real quick from the Reds and the Braves series. Um, Ian Anderson made his a first postseason start. Nine Ks, that ties a Braves record in six innings. What would you think about his start being, you know, a young, well, young well, pitcher? Yeah, well, uh, you know, whenever, whenever you're looking at a player, you, you kind of look – for the, you know, the intangibles, you know, um, it's difficult to know if a pitcher, for for example, um, can produce in big situations. And I mean, he, I didn't really get to watch a whole lot of this game, but um, I know watching highlights and stuff, he, I mean, he seemed to be in control for those six innings. I mean, I didn't really see too, I mean, he didn't get flustered. You know, there's a couple of pitches that didn't go his way, but I mean, I think he definitely kept his composure on the mound, especially for a young guy. And I only think he got behind on maybe four hitters that through all six innings. That's those are impressive numbers. You know, a lot of pitchers will fall behind. You know, they'll start. Wayno did it last night as well. Fell behind two batters, started walking people, and you know, you got to keep your composure. And Anderson did just that. He went right after the hitters. He didn't give them anything to. Any good pitchers to hit, and well, then again, I don't think the Reds could hit the broadside of a barn if they tried. But you know, I agree. No, absolutely. Own. I couldn't agree more with that statement. <clears throat> what well, what was your what was your take on the uh, on the uh, A's game? Because I know that this this series that's coming up between the uh, A's and the Astros is going to be a fun one. In my honest opinion. Either team was limping into this series. I mean, they 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 didn't really look like either team wanted it. They just were playing. I don't know if playing is the right word, but they felt like they were just there. You didn't really see any intensity. Um, but I mean, Oakland did score four in the fourth, and then it, you know, that's all they needed. But Chicago was kind of a letdown in this oh. series, in my opinion. Absolutely, and you know that's something I kind of saw towards the end of the season with their end of the their end of the series um, or their the last series of the regular season against the Cubs. Um, I know the Cubs had some players that that weren't necessarily in their starting lineup, and I mean they kind of just laid down uh, some of those games and kind of just didn't look like they were firing on all cylinders by any means. 
Um, and I know, like, it's end of the season, you know, they're already in the playoffs, so it's kind of like meaningless baseball, but still. Um, you know, I think I think Oakland, you know, like like you said, they kind of uh, – they weren't necessarily sharp by any means. But uh, I think this is going to be a pretty heated series between them and the Astros. I think there's a lot well, of emotion on each in each team. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't – I didn't really touch on this yet, but you remember what happened the last time those two played? I I, I vaguely remember. <laughs> yes. The hitting coach getting a twenty game yes. suspension. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I was watch I was watching the highlights and it was brought up to multiple athletic players, and they're like, "Yeah, it's not out of their mind yet." So this this series is going to get intensified very quickly. Oh, I I definitely I I. Uh... I definitely hope it does, honestly. Um, you know, with with my team being eliminated today, um, just if, like literally like 20 minutes ago maybe. Right before um, we came on yeah, the air. Actually. Right before we came on the air. Uh, you know, I always look for something to, you know, drag me into the playoffs, get me invested, you know. Uh, I would love to see, you know, some back and forth baseball. Obviously, I don't want to see it get ugly, but, you know, hey, let them play. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> And what about the Dodgers game last night? They always get the late games, you know, I guess, because they're always the West Coast. But it's West just, Coast. Yeah. Well, I say that, but the athletics were. Yeah. Know, the day game. Yeah. Um, Kershaw was dominant, which is to be expected at this point. He only seems to have problems pitching to the Cardinals in the postseason. So hopefully if we make it through, we can continue that trend. Uh, but – he pitched eight innings, 13 Ks, first pitch with 10 postseason, 10 postseason starts without a title. What do you think about that stat? I really honestly think that he's going to be – I'd like to consider him uh, the Dan Marino of baseball. Okay. Um, he's really, really good. Don't get me wrong. Like, uh, I, like you said, I mean, he's he was dominant. I've seen him, you know, I've seen him – play the Cubs you know multiple times um I mean he can be dominant but it's when he gets deep into a series when he needs to be able to come out and clutch like you know like the Madison Bumgarners and you know the the clutch pitchers like the Verlanders the ones that you know kind of can come in and they don't necessarily like their stuff doesn't become as hittable because like I've watched series where you know the first time he goes in there he's dominant like game one he'll come out be dominant but when he comes in and pitches That's game four yep. game four he starts to look a little eh, shady and then when you need him to in like that game six game seven to possibly come and be like a relief role like madison bumgarner did in the world series i, I just don't think it he has the necessarily the stuff to do that and i think it's more or less first time around in a series not even you know you see a, you usually see a pitcher three three at-bats a game before yes. they're pulled, yes. nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. But I think it's – you see you get, you get the first game against him, he's on. You know, you go back, you watch the film. He doesn't come off, you know, a normal rotation rest, usually in postseason due to the length, the length of the series and only the one day off, you know, five-game series. He's usually pitching on three days yes. rest. Yes. So now that being said – I don't know if that if that takes into account of him not getting that extra day 
or them just knowing what to expect from him. So he may not be a sharp because he doesn't have that extra day, but you go back and look at the film, it's sometimes his curveball's not as sharp, but his curveball was extremely sharp last night. It was that 12-6 that we have, we are used to seeing from Clayton Kershaw. Oh, absolutely. And that, that looked like the Kershaw that everybody knows, you know, makes him one of the most uh, lethal pitchers in the game, you know, even, even at the age he's at. And, you know, I mean, at some point he's got to look down the road and he's, he's got to look at, you know, contract. Um, you know, he's trying to earn that last paycheck, in my opinion. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, he can still pitch. I mean, there's plenty of pitchers who go, you know, late into their years, but I think, like, to get money, I think this is about his last chance to, you know, try to get as much money as he can. I think he doesn't get the payday if he doesn't get the if he doesn't get the title. I think he's been, he has now been here too many times not to walk away with at least one. And a lot of great players don't have World Series titles. I understand that, but not as many players have had as many opportunities as Clayton Kershaw has. And and I agree. And a lot of you know. I don't want to put it all on Clayton Kershaw because it's not all his fault, you know. No, I mean, no, and I know in the past, in the, in the past, you know, his team just doesn't show up, like you said. Like so there's sometimes where he pitches really good, and then you know, example like Ryu would just you know blow a game, or you know, like it, it's just it it just happens. But I do I do agree with you to an extent about he needs to show that he can produce, and if he even if he produces and his team doesn't win, I think that he will get a. It may not be a monster payday. I mean, it definitely won't be a monster payday because of the age, but it'll be a decent chunk of change, in my opinion. And I get where you come from with that. It, well, well, I think our opinions will differ on that a little bit. I still, I think he's too old to not, not be fully worth that because we don't know what's going to happen. One injury, he could be done. I agree. I agree. But I, I think, I think a team that is, is kind of. I wouldn't say like. I would say that obviously a team that's in contention, but like you know, could use an end of the, like middle of rotation guy. They don't necessarily need a stud. They already have a like stud, um, in place. But just this need just a, you know like a number two, number three starter. I think that he could definitely get paid and and go fill in you know in, on in some team. I don't think that he's gonna get star you know top of the rotation money. So I'm gonna throw this out there now just for future if this happens you can we can say we called it here first okay if he ends up what if he ends up in the Padres organization behind uh, Clevenger I mean at this point you know with the the craziness of whatever they're trying to do in San Diego um I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them I mean no it worked this year for sure I just I want to see how what this team looks like after this postseason um and see kind of what they what they are what their game plan is for the next year you know because i know that with all the trades and stuff and signings and whatever i don't know who exactly is going to be on their roster for next year but i mean i I wouldn't put it past them uh that's a very good possibility i was also thinking you know a team that has a ace already that could use a number two would be like the reds the cardinals i mean hey (laughs) I, hey, as you, much as I hate to admit it, I, he might be a good fit. Absolutely, and I, like I said, any any team that's literally a contender that just needs another arm, I mean, he's gonna get paid. I, he's not gonna get paid like we've I've stated multiple times. He's not gonna get paid soup like he's not gonna get paid Garrett Cole money because he's old. 
he's going to get paid like end of the end of the road Dallas Keuchel money, like that last the the last the last check he got before he yeah yeah yeah. like that's probably what he's going to be getting. That's fair, Uh, but I mean, no one's going to make Garrett Cole money because that dude, no one can pitch like Garrett Cole. He is one of the best people to watch pitch, and if you are learn if you want to learn how to pitch, I advise you to watch him and watch how he goes through his full motion because from start to finish, it is what, what I was taught as a kid on how to throw. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's lethal, but, uh, that, that kind of brings us to our, our next, uh, our next topic of, uh, looking forward to this, uh, Rays versus Yankees series. And I know that this is near and dear to your heart. Yes. All right. Now, before we make our picks, I'm going to see if this sways you at all. Tampa Bay's 9-2 in the series of the season against the Yankees this year. Mm-hmm. So, five-game series, what do you think? Well, as you know, I was wrong about the uh, Yankees series and the round one because I, like like you did, I gave, I gave the, uh, I gave them a little too much credit. Um, I want I, now. This is here's the thing. I'm gonna give you my my professional opinion and my fan opinion. My fan opinion, I believe that it's gonna be Tampa and four. But my professional opinion, uh, I believe it's gonna be Yankees and four. Okay. I do fan believe that the Yankees. I do. I do believe the the Yankees are going to win. Um, I think that there's just something about it being meaningful baseball not necessarily not that the regular season isn't meaningful but i think that they're going to come out and they're going to just they're going to take it to the rays i i do like the rays i do think they're a good team like don't get me wrong that's why i said the fan of me wants someone to win but i think i think yankees got this in four i'm gonna go the opposite i'm gonna say tampa and five i think the caliber of these two teams are very high but very different play styles um, the Yankees are going to throw pitching and uh, the long ball at you. The Rays are going to throw pitching. I mean, Tyler Glasnow is a, a phenomenal pitcher, and he's had a heck of a season. But they play small ball. Yeah, they can hit long balls when needed, but they're going to beat you with the doubles consistently and the singles when they need to move runners. And that's fun baseball to watch, in my opinion. Absolutely. Small ball. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how this uh, this plays out. The game starts uh, Monday. They are the first game of the docket on the ALDS. Now it's time to move to the second game, which is Houston versus Oakland. Um, like we kind of touched on earlier, um, I uh, I do think that this is going to be uh, an interesting se- uh, series with a lot of emotion. You know, um, I I think that. I think that the that Houston is going to their uh, their baggage is going to catch up to them in the series, and I think that the A's are going to steal this one in uh, in five. I agree. I I don't want Houston to make it any further. You know, I'm gonna be on them probably for the rest of playoff series because they don't they squeaked into the playoffs. I mean, their record was nowhere near what it what it should have been to make it. Then again. Half, crazy. Half, of, half of the Central should not 
have made the playoffs, but yeah, exactly. It's it's crazy how uh, how whenever you don't know what pitches come in, how how good you do. Right. It's 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 great to see you know the dip in all the averages. I mean, it's yep. like they're actually playing baseball again. Hey, you know exactly. But I do think welcome, the A's take this one. Welcome back to Earth, Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, you took a couple years off. <laughs> I agreed. But um, just to wrap up the Houston-Oakland series, Oakland is 7-3 and three this year against Houston. Um, I think it's going to be a good series to watch, honestly. I'm hoping we see a sharp Oakland team come out for game one. But, we don't, you know, they get a couple days off. Maybe they can get their thoughts back because, like I said earlier, that White Sox series was very not what it should have been from either team. Yeah, I I I uh I definitely think that the honestly the AL side is pretty I mean the, the matchups are definitely definitely evenly matched in my opinion. I don't think anybody's really completely overmatched where they're not going to they're not going to have a chance, you know, like in the first rounds, but uh what what what's your opinion on the uh NL side? Mm, well, well, now that the now that the Cubs have been officially eliminated, you know. Now that the Cubs are out, I think, you know, Miami. They look good. They looked a lot better than I gave them credit for. I will say that. Uh, me you as well. Know. Yes, I take back. I take back the, uh, the the what I said about them not being able to win in the playoffs. You know, being around for a while. You know, I should have known from watching uh, the the team that actually plays about you know, 20 miles down the road from them um, about being a young team in the playoffs in the heat um, because I was completely wrong about them whenever anybody asked me about the basketball season. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is a good Miami Marlins team. Um, do I think they have the horsepower to keep fighting through? Um, we'll have to see. I don't think so, but I was wrong first round. So, Miami, if, you're, if, you, if you watch this, just by all means, prove me wrong. Yeah, y'all have earned my respect. I, I would like to admit that. I know it doesn't mean much, but you guys came to play. You beat a very good Chicago team, something we really – St. Louis couldn't do all season, but like twice. So um, you guys have a tough task in front of you, though. This Braves team is very good. I mean, we saw it last year. They played very well in the postseason, and they are back, and that team is still – I'd say nine, nine tenths of the same team from last year. And now that they have the experience, they know what to expect out of them. And we will see how this plays out. But I'm very, very interested in this series. And, and I, yeah, this is a very intriguing series. Um, I, I think um, I'm going to go ahead and give you my prediction right away. Um, I think that the Braves will win this in four. Um, I do think Miami will win a game uh, just because they're too talented not to. Um, but I, I do believe that it, it, it's just going to be Atlanta series. Um, where did we stop? Oh. Um, I was just talking about uh, I believe that it's going to be the Brave series. Oh. I'm taking a huge risk here. Um, I took one last. I took one in the wild card. It did not end well. But I'm gonna say Miami in four. Really? You know, All think, right. My the Miami I man. Mean, 
hey, they they proved me wrong, so I'm gonna take one risk. And if the Cardinal, you know, if the Cardinals pull it out tonight, I mean, they have the right man on the mound, but this is going to be a tough game tonight. Yes, and uh, that brings me to our last point of the day. Um, obviously, we can't talk too much about the other NLDS game because you know we don't know who's exactly playing in it. But I'm taking – it does not matter who wins tonight. I'm taking Dodgers in four. Nope, I'm taking the winner. The winner Whoever wins tonight. Whoever wins five. tonight. Uh, winner in four. Whoever winner? wins tonight is going to beat the Dodgers. All right. I like that. I, I don't want to see the Dodgers win. I don't like the Dodgers. But, hey, I'm just keeping it honest. All right. Um, it is our, question time. Exactly. This, this question comes from uh, someone who's near and dear to both me and Daniel. Uh, our good buddy Matt Gibbons from Cape Girardeau says, do you think that baseball will be relevant in 15 years? Sp- specifically the MLB is what he said. You know, I read the question last night, and I spent a decent amount of time pondering it because it it's not something you really think about. You know, it's been, baseball has been around for a long time. It is America's pastime. However, with everything going the way it is going, you have um, the Players Association potentially uh, striking next year, um, the CBA. And the last time baseball went through a strike, we almost lost baseball. Viewership went completely down. The only reason it came back up was Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire's home run race of 97 and 98. So do I, it might take something like that to maybe bring viewership back up because we baseball has lost viewership. A lot of people think it's a boring sport. Now, 15 years down the road, it'll still. I still think baseball will be here. Will it be as relevant? Maybe not as much as it was, but I still think it'll be considered one of the top, the top sport in the country. I agree, um, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to focus this uh, question. I'm going to turn this into a statement to the man, the man in charge of baseball. This one's going right for Rob. So Rob, if you want baseball to stay relevant for the next 15 years, there's two things that need to change. And there's a lot of people who are going to disagree with what I say in this. One is you need to somehow find a way without, without eliminating you know like without eliminating the integrity of the game you need to figure out a way to speed up the game and make it shorter because in my opinion it's just ridiculously it's it's just like the longest sport and it's really like as a sports fan i know that there's a lot of people who don't watch baseball because it's boring to watch because it's so long nothing happens there's it's not constant action like football like every snap could be at like it's like every snap matters. It's it's just I don't know how how he can necessarily do it, but there has to be some way to that. And then secondly, is I'm not gonna lie, baseball is a really fun you know fun sport to play, but it has to, you have to somehow bring like the fun that the players are having onto the field, which is why I love the mic'd up sessions. I think they should have a player mic'd up every game. Because just, like, being able to watch the camaraderie on the field really, like, brings you into the game. And I think that if you can include that and incorporate, like, 
all of the all of the like camaraderie on the field um i think it'll improve viewership because like i just i love like mic'd up sessions i think it's hilarious like all of these players are freaking hilarious like if you ever they're just, just they're up, just out having a good time you that's know? what baseball is like you played like i played every summer of like i played in high school because i had fun like i it wasn't because like i was forced to play like i was just having a good time and that's like somehow that gets lost and you know in the transition to on on screen like you don't see all the fun that they're having like everyone now and then you'll see like a player like slide into second base and do some kind of weird dance or something on camera but like it's just it just doesn't look fun it doesn't look fun that's my opinion i like where you went and i i'd like to build off that real quick okay yeah absolutely um people who say baseball is boring more than likely never played and that's a very blanket statement, but I, there are lots of people I know that tell me, I don't understand how you can watch baseball. It's so boring. You don't know, you know, you wait three minutes to, for a one pitch. And I'm like, it's because you've never been on the field during that time. You don't understand all the things that you have to do between pitches, whether it's a shift on the infield, shift in the outfield. You're waiting for the right pitch. You're waiting to see if he's going to, uh, turn around and squeeze on, squeeze a bunt down the third baseline. You don't know. It's so unexpected. And to me, it's such an intelligent sport. And I think, you know, it's just growing up playing baseball, it's all about the people you play with. The, the team is your family. Whether exactly. it's y'all going to the hotel and just having crazy you know just having a crazy time with each other running around the hotel screaming at the top of your lungs irritating everybody else in the hotel exactly but yeah no it's that's the part of the game i think everybody should have at least tried to play baseball i get it it's not for everybody it's a very hard sport but any sport is extremely hard to play if you don't understand it exactly and that's like that like like you said uh you know the people who say that it's boring to watch haven't played it but like an example, I'm just going to say one more point on this before we uh, get to close this, close out the show. But, uh, like, when I go to baseball games, you know, I go I go to have a good time, you know. I drink a few beers. Um, but, like, when I watch the games and, you know, um, and actually, like, indulge myself in the game, I, like, call pitches. I, like, I sit here and, like, all right, this, this, let's see, it counts one-on-one. I could, I bet he's going to throw a curveball here. Um, I, tr- I try to steal, uh, not necessarily steal signs, but, you know, like, I try to, you know, try guess, to learn. guess, I try right, to guess, yeah. guess the, guess the, uh, what the coach is going to do, you know, maybe a situation where, you know, a hot hitter, you know, might have a bunt if, if, uh, you know, he's in a slump. It's just, it's just fun because, like, it's fun for me because, and, and you, obviously, because we both, played for nearly our entire life time yeah yeah um my favorite thing to do as a kid was uh back at old bush there was a certain day where they gave you old-fashioned scorecards and you've got to keep score yes uh, i've done that before at uh, minor league games before um and it's, and I've went to that, it. it keeps your interest because you know if, and for those of you who have never kept score in a baseball game yo yeah. That's hard. Like, it's that's the thing. I've I've coached little league, so like, 
I, I, I have to do score, you know, just keep score for your, your own team and everything. And so like, it's, uh, it's, it keeps you indulged in the game and, um, really, really makes you pay attention, um, in all aspects. But I, I do, I think overall, we we're pretty much in agreements. They need to, they need to show the, the players, you know, why they play. They don't just need do to show the, the product I, on the field. I do hate the pitch, the pitch clock though. That to me, you're illuminating so many different things. Somebody who has a long delivery is going to have to shorten it up and it's going to throw them completely off. And I think it's bad for baseball. Yeah. And that's why I said, that's why I said that they need to find a way to make the game quicker, but not ruin the integrity of the game. That's my overall statement. That is hard. That is going and to be it, hard. It's a hard and thing to do. They- that's why I told straight to Rob. I wasn't like telling <laughs> the managers. I went, this is Rob. If you see this. Yeah. Rob, uh, let us know what you think about this, by the way. Yeah. You know, yeah. Exactly. Always give us a call sometime. We're, you know, we're ready to be called up to the majors. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, coming back, uh, wrapping it back in. Um, but it's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun uh, next couple days um, of baseball and uh, basketball. And then we will be back with you guys on Sunday morning um, with our Sunday special for uh, all things football. And uh, for all those 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 late uh, late fantasy moves, and uh, we're also going to be um, unveiling our new pick'em that we're doing at weekly from now on. So uh, it should be pretty interesting. And, and I'm I'm, 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 I'm we're looking still forward trying to figure our fantasy stuff out too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, if it wasn't for uh, Indianapolis's defense, uh, I would be one and two. So. Shout out, shout, out to, shout out to them. So, oh, um, and I did lose. I did lose my uh, matchup last week by 100 points, but I don't know who I lost that to. Um, nope. yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, anyway, it was a, it was a pretty eventful uh, day in sports. So, uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else? I think uh, we've about covered everything. Last thing I gotta say is enjoy your Friday. Have a good weekend. It's supposed to be beautiful weather. Don't forget to uh, subscribe below, like the mess, like the video, leave us some good comments. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you would like to see us do. Oh, absolutely, and uh, yeah, uh, just to reiterate what he said. Uh, everybody have a safe weekend, and uh, we'll catch you on Sunday.